0: Okay, we're picking up at the end of the uh, first parak still, and we are discussing. We're discussing the idea of how this whole story works in terms of, in terms of and in particular, we're talking about the idea of the idea of sinas and how uh, this is really the um, this is really the root of so much evil, because just like we said before that the idea of Abbas Yisrael and connecting to another person is the root of my relationship with Hashem, so therefore the opposite of it would be sinas chinem. So if a person has sinas chinam, causes hatred for no reason so then that is a deterrent in my relationship with Hashem. Okay, let's pick up from the line that says, V'lachain. in the old books, it's uh, still on rashid Aleph. It's like the last line of the page. And in the new books, it's uh, on page Ayin rash uh, right before the rashid base on the side of the page. It says like this, and therefore, mim gam b'misha lo yadu klal. <clears throat> Therefore, it could sometimes be even, even in a person, right, that you don't know at all. Raksh- Shema is Shimo. I'll It's just that what happened. Right, what page in the old books? right now, we just turn to Rashiud base. There's two more books over there. Did I just bring? If anyone needs the books, if you don't have them, they're right there. Okay, so he says like this. Even if a person he hears like something positive, he hears news about, oh, this guy, he's an amazing person, he's so special, he's, a, you know, he's such a good writer, he's such a good lawyer, he's such a good runner, he's such a good rabbi, he's such a good teacher, whatever it is. <laughs> and he doesn't even have any business with this person. Like, in other words, he never even met the guy before. <laughs> Nevertheless, a person could, could approach him and feel that he hates him, hates him completely. How could that be, right? He doesn't even know the person, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Like, why should that be the case? And not only that, people can't even mention his name in front of him because it it makes him so aggravated. And if you hear like something that someone says positive about him, immediately he mevatels it. Right, he makes himself angry, and he gets annoyed right? In other words, he gets all upset. Like, why are they talking about this guy's uh, praises, how wonderful he is? In other words, it happens very often that because of a, the bad feelings that a person has inside of himself, that even when you're talking about someone else, that you don't even know necessarily, or you really don't have anything to do with, and you hear people saying positive about that person, very often it triggers in, in me negative feelings. Why are these negative feelings? Because this is the idea of Sinus Now we're going to see in the next paragraph that the reason why I'm speaking in such a negative way is because of my ego. Because of my nefesh Bahamias. Because my nefesh Bahamius wants to make myself so big, the fact that you're talking good about someone else is but in some way taking away from me. In other words, that ounce of good is taking away from me. That's what we're saying. In other words... We're going to see it in the next paragraph a little bit more, but this idea, like for example, I don't know, you probably everyone's been to the theater, everyone's been to plays before, <clears throat> and you see sometimes in a play, right, that there's one person that's uh, singing a solo or has like a, you know, he's the only person on the stage, so you have all the spotlights on that person. Right, that's what, that's what everyone's looking at. Then all of a sudden, next to him, on the, on the side of the stage, they're like moving around uh, like a little bit of the... Uh, of uh, the props or whatever. So all of a sudden people start to move their eyes towards what's happening on the left side of the stage instead of focusing on the on the person who has his solo. So this is exactly the point. The person that's having the solo is feeling in some way that this other person is taking away from him. So by me saying, oh wow, this guy you know, who lives in California, he is like the best uh, writer that you ever met, he's so amazing. What do you mean? I thought I was the best writer, or I'm so good at writing, why aren't you praising me? Or I'm such a great rabbi, or I'm such a great speaker, or I'm such a great whatever, right? The fact that you're praising someone else triggers something in me. That bothers me. Why? Because that's my ego. My ego is now coming in and and saying the fact that they're not talking about me is a problem. What's the problem? It means that I'm not as great as I thought I was. And that's taking away. There's not enough room for me and that other person to be in this world because I perceive it, or at least my nephew of Baham, is perceives it as though you're taking away from my existence by talking about how great he is, right? So this is where the issue comes out. Now, go back to what we said on the page before, that we know that klipa is the idea of separation, division, period, right? This is this, is this idea. So this is the whole thing, this is what the klipa is doing. The klipa is saying, yeah, by talking about that other guy, right, it means that what? That you're not as great as you thought you were. And therefore, I want to distance myself to that, uh, from that other person. I want to put him down, because I want you to say how great I am. This is the idea of Pyrid. Now, what's the opposite of that? The opposite of that is Achdus. The opposite of that is Ava. That when I look at another person with an eye of Ava, I'm very excited for him, that people think that he's such a great writer, or that he's such a great rabbi, or he's such a great uh, Indian chief, or whatever he happens to be, right? In other words, the fact that someone is praising someone else, if I had real akhtis, if I had real love in myself, I would be very excited by that fact. Because I would be looking at him and saying, you know, that's just fabulous, It's wonderful right? In other words, when you're on a team, let's say, uh, right, Daniel is always on the soccer team, whatever, he always talks about it, right? At least, he talks about it because my kids are always asking, right? So, the point is, is that you need all the different players on the team, right? So, the goalie has a certain role, and the fact that he doesn't score any goals, right, could be very upsetting to him. Here, you have... uh, you know, what's his name, Messi or whatever, he scored so many goals, and I didn't score so many goals. Uh, you, you know, it's because, you know, he gets upset, right? That's the union of Pirut. On the other hand, the union of Achtis is is like, yes, that's great, we want him to score the goals, because that's his job. And my job is to be the goalkeeper, to make sure that they don't score goals on us. That's my job. And everyone has their job in life. And we want to appreciate what other people are doing. They're not on the other team, they're on my team. Right? So when I look at them as being on my team, so all of a sudden, my whole life starts to change. That's the way, it, that's the way to approach it. So he says like this, this other person, right? when he heard all this positive speech about, the other, about this uh, guy in California or whatever, he became very angry. He became annoyed. He, became, he wanted to mavatle it. Yeah, you think he's such a great lawyer? Let's see how he would have done in this case. Well, ah, and then we'll see if he would have been a really good lawyer, right? Let's see, uh, you know, he's a really good runner. Let's see how he would do when it's raining out. Oh, then we'll see if he's really good. You see, he can't even run in the rain. You see, I told you, you think he's such a great runner. Uh, he's only—he's a good, great, really great bicycle guy, right? Uh, you think he's so great? Oh, come on, you know, you know, can he really bicycle in this type of weather, in this type of terrain, in this time? Because I perceive him as a threat to me. So, since I perceive another person as a threat to me. I have to put him down. Because by putting him down, I can lift myself up. And that's not the idea here. That's not the goal. And in particular, someone that you you know, you look for out for different things that you know about this person that are, yeah. And you mevatle him, right? You say, oh yeah, I was with him in third grade. And I remember in third grade, he sat in the corner with a dunce hat you know, so you think he's so great. Well, you should have seen him on third grade, you know. In other words, there's, there's always going on in my mind, in my nephew of mind, different ways to put this person down. That's the idea. And you want to show everyone that, like, I'm not going to unite with this person. I'm not going to be one with this person. I'm going to, you know, I have, I have like issues with this person. This guy is, uh, is really not such a good guy. I want to show that to the world. I want to prove to you that, that you shouldn't be looking at that guy like hey, he's, so, he's so special, or he's so great, or that he has so much to add to the party. This is what is called sinaskinam. Because if you really look inside yourself, you really hate him for no reason. In other words, he didn't do anything to you. He's a, he's a lawyer in California. What does he have to do with you? You never have anything to do with him. Right? So why is it that I hate him? Why is it that I have to put him down? Because I have this ego problem. That's why. That's my issue here. And sometimes you even might have some pratim. You might have some details. Like you could sort of come up with a, a intellectual reason why... You're bothered by this person, because you could say, you know, one time you should have seen what he did to me, or he did to my sister, or he did to my brother, or he did. Uh, uh. So you 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 come up with a with a with an intellectual reason why you're ready to put this person down. But the truth is, the person has to look into himself and see: is that really the reason why I'm so annoyed by this person? No, it's not. Really, I hated him anyway. That's really the reason. I couldn't stand him, right? So now it looks very bad if I'm just going around hating people and saying not nice things about people for no reason. So I want to try to show you that there's a real reason because I want to make myself look smarter and look better and whatever. So I could tell you, you know, you should have seen him this time, like in the summer of last year, what he did. But that's not really the reason. It's not really a reason at all. Really, he couldn't stand them from the get-go. That's how, That's the real MS. The fact that he, I'm coming up with this reason is something later on. It's something that I, I came up with, something that I made up, or something that maybe even happened. But it doesn't have to be a big drama. It could be a non-issue, right? But I'm choosing to make it into a drama because it would look stupid if I... If I just was going off on this person for no reason whatsoever, so I have to make myself look good. You know, I have to tell him, "Oh, you should." You know, you have to see what kind of person this really, this guy really is. You know, he's, you know. So then he says, "Because these particular reasons are not the cause really of the hatred." (laughs) The individual uh, points that I'm bringing up are coming and are being found only afterwards. In other words, I have an agenda. My agenda is to put this person down. But to figure out how am I going to put this person down. I can't just go around putting people down. So I have an agenda. My agenda is put this person down. Okay, now I have reasons to put them down. Okay, I have this reason and this reason and this reason. Oh, okay, right? So that's the idea. And right? <laughs> But really, these are only claims and counterclaims and causes to cover over the real, true concept of why I can't stand this person. But in truth, these reasons are just a uh, just a cover up. And this, with this claim, I just want to make myself look like a tzaddik. It doesn't mean that really. Hatzdi means to make, you know, to, to look good, basically. Make himself look good, right? In front of another person. He just wants to make himself look good. That's the idea here. But the truth is, it's not like this. The real truth is, is that I just can't stand the other person. That's really the issue. Okay? So that's the first paragraph. The first paragraph introduced us to this idea, first and foremost, that... (coughs) that the derech of Abbas Hashem is through Abbas Yisrael. So a person has to realize that he can't be this person who is this uh, you know, great saint or whatever, but uh, he can't get along with anyone around him. It doesn't work like that. It has to be in a way of Abbas Yisrael, right? And then we discuss the idea of really looking into myself and trying to understand what is the reason why I'm not getting along with other people? What is the reason why I'm having problems? And when I look at it more carefully, I recognize that a lot of the reasons that I'm giving are not real reasons. The real issue here is that I have what is known as Sinas Khinam. That's my real issue. Now, the question is, where does this Sinas Khinam come from? In other words, it's just not a, a situation of being in a vacuum, right? This causes hatred. has to come from something. So that's why we have paragraph base. <laughs> the true cause of Sinashinam who ha yeshis <laughs> haruach. The real reason is because of my yeshis. <laughs> because of my yeshis and my gasas ruh. Gasas ruach literally means like I have a lot of hot air inside of me, right? That I I'm, I make myself so big. <clears throat> I make myself into such a big person. In other words, by making oneself into such a big person, right? essentially what happens is that a person is not allowing other people in his life. In order to make room for other people, you have to make yourself smaller. Now, that doesn't mean, like we said when we learned, we mentioned from the Mithra Rebismaymer, that a person makes himself smaller by saying to himself, I'm a bad person, or I'm a low-life person, or something like that. That's, that is a, another form of arrogance. That is not what we're talking about at all here. But what are we talking about here? What we're talking about here is that the ego wants to lift me up over someone else. The Nefeshul keys is, is, is the opposite of that. The Nefeshul keys is saying, I am great because I have a godly soul. I have a piece of Hashem Himself inside of me. And that's what I have to think about all day long. And I'm so besimcha over that fact. I just heard last night, I heard a video that he was telling someone, how do I become besimcha?" The Rebbe told him that when you think about yourself, that you have a chelik, elokah, mimal, mamish inside of you, how could you not be besimcha? How could you not recognize how great that is and how great I am? In other words, it's not a matter of being not great. It's a matter of being great. But the reasoning is not coming from my arrogance and from my ego. It's coming from a different place. I'm great because I have a piece of Hashem in me. And that's amazing. And because of that, I'm able to, I'm able to be so much besimcha over this fact. And not only that, I'm able to get along with everyone. That's the point. Because I recognize also the godly soul in you. Or even in a non-Jew. The idea of not necessarily the godly soul, but... He's also a creation of God. And he's also one with, the, with Hashem and everything that's happening, right? So the idea here is that is be able to recognize in myself what makes me a great person is the divine that's inside of me. That's what makes me a great person. And that's what I have to celebrate. And to celebrate that means that I have room for everyone in my life. I have room for every person. And when I see that things are, you know, there's friction, so I have to see where is that friction coming from? Because it can't be coming from a godly soul. Godly souls are not friction. They are able to move through every situation. They're soft and sweet and beautiful, and they're able to get along with everyone else. right? Where does the friction come from? The friction comes from my nephew Vahami. That's where the friction comes from the fact that he looks at himself as being so great and so precious so he looks at himself as being like I am the king of the universe I am the king because of this arrogance that a person has and this feeling for himself. He feels like everything that he does is so essential and so important. And so uh, he just gets into the, the feeling of how, how he is this and how he is that. But there's a therefore to this. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest man. right? Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a famous sikhah uh, about this, if you look at it. <clears throat> that in Parsha Yisrael we know there's a story the story goes that Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting and judging all the different cases that were coming up in the Jewish people and Yisrael came along and said look this is not, this doesn't make any sense right? you gotta make a smaller court for the lower things and then a medium court and then a higher court and then the supreme court and then, and then if, if no one else could understand how to judge the case then they should come to you Right? So this is, this, is, this is the way they worked it out, right? <coughs> <coughs> so you could say, look how arrogant that is. Moshe Rabbein is so arrogant. He's saying, look, guys, if none of you can figure out what's going on, come to me, I'll take care of it. Does that sound like a humble statement? No, it sounds like an arrogant statement, because most of us, when we would speak like that, we would say another word, and therefore drive me around in a limousine. But that's not what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, look, if you need a plumber, so then call a plumber, right? And the plumber is the best person to do the plumbing work. And if you need an electrician, call the electrician, and he'll do the work. And if you need a whatever it is, in other words, it's not that each of these positions is necessarily greater than any other position. And so Moshe Rabbeinu was saying also about himself, if no one knows the answer, so I'll I'll figure out the answer. And not therefore, I am greater than you, and therefore I deserve to be in the palace, and I deserve to spit on everyone else, and I deserve, uh, it's a very big difference. When you recognize who you are and what your talents are, and everyone has talents, so then you could say, okay, this is the talents that I have, I'm able to judge, I'm able to be a plumber, I'm able to be a rocket scientist, I'm able to be whatever, and these are my talents. And you, as being a plumber, I don't have those talents, and I appreciate you for your talents. And I appreciate you, the electrician, for your talents, and I recognize that you are a great teacher, I recognize it, and I appreciate you for your teaching abilities. In other words, it's not because I, I am this, and therefore I deserve more respect, I deserve more, I, I deserve to be driven around in a limousine. I des- That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the person has to recognize in himself that he is a great person, that he is an incredible person. What makes him great is, number first and foremost, he has an official al right, which he did nothing to acquire. It's his. How is it his? It's an inheritance from his forefathers. And even someone who's a Geritsedic, it's only a Geritsedic because somehow he felt himself to have a Nef already. And therefore, that's why we say a Ger Shemizgayr, right? What does it mean, a Ger Shemizgayr? A Ger that misgayered? That doesn't make any sense. It should say a non Jew that converted. That's not what we say. We say a Ger Shemizgayr because all along he was already had that soul inside of himself. It's just that it was so far hidden that it had to be revealed in a certain way that the tire set up of how to reveal it. It's a different story, right? So what we're saying here is similar lines. That what we're saying here is recognizing my greatness, but not giving that next point, which is therefore. Therefore, I am better than you. Therefore, you're great also and recognizing the greatness of everyone around me. And recognizing that I am, I am able to to connect to another person. I'm able to love another person. He's not taking away from me at all. Right? And that's what he says here. Was er gefällt sich. He feels himself sehr stark, so strongly. On jeder Prat, in every single detail, seiner is, by him sehr tire. Everything, Every single Prat by him is so, so precious. In other words, he, oh, I'm so great. I'm this, I'm so that, an heir is stark to freedom from, and therefore a person is very satisfied with himself. He azulis. That's why he can't handle someone else. In other words, what he's saying is like this: Very often we get into uh, difficulties with other people, right? But we always assume that the person that is causing the difficulty is the other person, because I'm perfect, right? So what he's saying here is Adara, but that's not the point. The point is, is that if I'm coming into difficulties with another person, so what I have to see to myself is, where do I have to change? That's not saying the other person is a Tzadik I'm not telling you that either. But instead of focusing on changing the other person, focus on changing myself. Right? So a person who is very arrogant is, like he says, Tzufridin mitzik. He's so satisfied with himself, he's so happy with himself, that he can't have anything wrong with himself. On the other hand, he could say, well, that could leave a person in a state of depression. He recognizes that he has issues. That's not going to cause depression. Ad Rabbah. What we're going to see as we go further on in the Meimer is Hashem is constantly talking to us. Hashem is constantly using the world as a mirror for ourselves of how to fix myself, how to change myself. If I'm running into issue after issue after issue, so that means that Hashem is trying to tell me, you came down in this world in order to fix these issues. In order to fix myself. Right? That's what I came down here to do. So instead of automatically being mit sich, so happy with oneself, and therefore always saying the other guy is the problem, I have to rearrange my thinking process and recognize that I am the problem. And recognize that just because I'm the problem, though, is not a cause for depression. It's a cause for simcha. Because now I recognize that I came down into this world for, with a mission. Right? A large part of that mission is making a right a change in myself. That is the dirabhitahtayinim. That is the dirabhitahtayinim that we have to be making. So how am I changing myself? How am I working on myself? How am I letting go of all these negative feelings that I have inside of myself? That's what we have to focus on. But someone who is freed in Metzich, so he just fights with everyone and causes problems to everyone because he never wants to change himself. He never wants to, like, work on the issues that are coming up in his life. That's what happens. Yeah? So he says, V'adavar <laughs> <laughs> Pashit The thing is obvious and simple. So <laughs> Because of his yeshus, because of his arrogance, essentially there's no room for you and the other guy to be in the same place. You're sp- like the famous story about the chassid that came into the semastetic, and he said everyone's walking all over me in the zal. Everyone's fighting with me. Everyone's walking. So he said to, the said to him, "If you wouldn't spread yourself all over the entire zal, then no one would really be walking on top of you." Right. In other words someone has, has an opinion about everything and he has to tell everyone what he's saying he thinks about this and anybody thinks about that and you fight about this and fight about that and uh, so this is, this is the idea you' don't giving any space for anyone else. what's their idea? I have such a, a, a limited flexibility in my thinking that it doesn't allow another person to live and this comes out very often in marriage. When a person gets married, um, I mean, if you, the training ground is yeshiva, with dealing with other bachim, and many of the bachim can be very difficult, right? But really it comes out in marriage. Like all of a sudden, right, you meet this, this, this woman and you fall in love and you have like this honeymoon period, and you think that she's the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of the world, and everything is perfect, and everything is perfect, and everything is perfect. And then all of a sudden, after, you know, two weeks of marriage, three weeks of marriage, all of a sudden that honeymoon period wears off. Not that it wears off that you're not excited about being married. It's just that that all of a sudden, all the old things that were, that were um, programmed into my mind as a kid of how to handle situations, how to handle and, and how I'm ready to fight with this and fight with that and fight with the other thing, and what's programmed into her mind, and all of a sudden that stuff starts coming out. In other words, when the person's in the honeymoon state so he's living consciously. He's very excited about life. And he's very conscious about what he's saying. He's very conscious about how he's acting. He's very conscious about all these things. But afterwards, what happens is <clears throat> that once the honeymoon period sort of slows down, all of a sudden, that, all that garbage that we have programmed in our minds, right, from when we were kids of don't do this and don't do that and all the things, right? everyone says, oh, you're just like your father. What do you mean, I'm just like my father? How could you say that? I'm not, nothing like my father, right? But everyone will tell you, oh, he's just like his father. The only person that doesn't see it is me, right? That's the problem here. So you have to be aware. And so this comes out very often in you know, the first few months of marriage. That's why it says like a Shana Rishana is very hard in the marriage the first year because these traits that have been programmed into our heads by our parents from when we were young and by the community and by the people around us and everything like that, they weren't programming bad things, they weren't trying to program, but, you know, all these different things, all of a sudden they come out and all of a sudden, like, your wife is saying to you, you know, do you mind taking out the garbage and all of a sudden you, Arr! you know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you react, you know, to like, your mother to the, asking you to take out the garbage, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and she's like, whoa, where did that dragon come from? I never saw that before, you know, like, this is a reality. But this is coming from here because a person doesn't give space to the Zulus. A person doesn't give space to the other person. And a person is not conscious of, of what's going on. So therefore, during that honeymoon period, where he's very conscious of what every single word he says, and every single step he takes, and every single you know, action that he does, so then he's very, very aware. But after that, when things start, when the, when the walls start falling down, so then, very often you see that there you run into problems. I didn't marry this dragon. Where did this dragon come from? He wasn't in my in my shidduch dates. I went out with him, you know, eight times, nine times. We 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 got married. We had such a nice shabbat Where did this where did this dragon come from? Like whoa! And you say about her? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Can you believe how nagging she is about this and how difficult she is about that and how uh, where was that? You know, three months ago when I went out with her. This is this is this is this is what's taking place. So, this is all coming from this the ego inside of me, the nefesh Bahamias that is programmed, and the nefesh b'hamiyas programs me in such a way that I'm ready to fight with people, I'm ready to argue with people, I'm ready to stand my ground, I'm ready. To... So once a person is not conscious anymore of this achdus, so then think that's where things run into trouble. So now, as most of you, are, or all of you are Bachrim, right, you're not married yet, so this is an excellent opportunity for you to start working on yourself before you start getting into the parasha of Shiduchim and to recognize these points in oneself and to try to change these points in oneself and to try to uproot these negative traits that we all have. It's not a matter of, you know, you have it and I don't. You know, we all have these things. <clears throat> but recognizing what's going on, you see in yourself, you start to see patterns and those patterns are what needs to be changed good all right let's stop here for today